Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the purple room of TGIA Tower here in Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, Noah! Noah. Noah. Yeah, I, I went the wrong direction. You did. It, Noah's definitely Noah. More, more in the chest. Noah, you must do my bidding. And my bidding is awful. You know, I hate that conception of God. I would prefer more of a Noah. <laughs> of course Time you would. to build an ark. Okay, here's the deal. You're going to think I'm crazy, right? But I want you to build this huge boat. I like the biggest boat you can imagine. Take all of the boats you've ever seen in your life and double them and then put them all together. And then we're going to have animals. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I can't even Animal handle it. Party. Party. <laughs> oh, gay god. Disco arc. Dis- gay god and disco arc. That's <laughs> look for that film coming out in late 2015. Yeah, it'll take a while to write that script. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And thou shalt go and gather every fabulous thing you can get your hands on. I want that animal and that... No, not that animal. I mean, Ooh, that... he's looking at me weird. <laughs> that animal doesn't get to live. That's right. Kick him off. I made that one extra pretty. We're putting him in the front. Llamas. <laughs> oh, dear. That's, that's, that's why all the parrots survived. Yeah. They're rainbow colored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Dan, uh, welcome into the world, people. Here we are, just <laughs> living our lives in the world. I, I I'm going to I'm going to start with a story. <gasps> yeah. Uh, from Texas. Okay. You remember you and I were in Houston a little bit ago. Mhm. Little, it's a little big city, Dan. It's a very large city. Sprawly. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeps going. Texasy. It's as Texasy it as is you Texas-y. please. Yeah. It's very uh, oil uh, mm-hmm. industry heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met some amazing people there. Mm-hmm. Hi, yeah. hi to all of our Hello, everyone, our, our our Houston people. Anyway, um, uh, we also jo- drove past Joel Osteen's mega church. Oh yeah, okay. you remember this? I the, do. the former home of the Houston uh, of the Houston Rockets. The, yeah. the the basketball stadium that mm-hmm. now is converted into a a giant uh church stadium mm-hmm. yeah I think, I think, arena church is always a nice way to go yeah sure that's what you want <laughs> that's what you want twenty thousand people how I mean, many does it seat it's something like that oh right? it's got to be more than that mm. i'm thinking thirty thirty thousand i'm thinking i'm thinking thirty big stage sure <laughs> big stage lots yeah. of lights yeah cameras well, special effects. He, you got to have effects? a lot of room to house that smile. That oh. that Osteen smile, it's so big. Anyway, I'll tell you what else it houses. <laughs> what? $600,000 or rather it did until it was all stolen. $600,000. Somebody okay. stole $600,000 worth of cash and check donations from the Lakewood Church in Houston. What? Was that Wait a second. You mean from the collection plate? It was one weekend's collection. $600,000? was a single weekend's collection. Well, I, you know the utilities bill on that place is <laughs> crazy. 
I mean, can you imagine most most churches? I'm guessing they don't get that. Like a single a single location doesn't yeah. get that in a year. <sighs> yeah, but yeah. That's uh, that's one weekend. Holy folks. mackerel! Now, fortunately for them, only about two hundred grand of it was cash. Yeah, the rest I, of it was was in the form of checks. So do, those those they'll be okay. Do they have like collection plate insurance? Oh, like- you know they do. <laughs> Of course they do. This is not going to hurt the Osteens at all. They're they're in Lloyds they're... of London is receiving a phone call. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Lloyds of Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, they uh that's a uh, apparently somebody just up and walked out with it. it. So I'm guessing it was some it was an inside job is what I'm guessing. Mm. It was Sherry. Sher- Sherry? Is, isn't that the wife? She's a... Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Joel and Sherry? Am I uh, wrong? May, nah, I don't know. I Joel don't know. and Jenny. Joel, Joel and... Joel and Nancy. No, it's definitely not Nancy. Joel and Becca. <laughs> Becca. We'll go with Becca. It was it was his wife. I like that idea that, that they, that they oh, yeah. made off with it. Oh, yeah. Because that... She needs some new bling. It well, is Texas. It is, it is she Texas. Needs, she needs a new hairdo. Big hair. Big hair. Big hair and a lot of bling. That's $200,000 hair there, people. You know, I would... It's Texas. <laughs> it is Texas. I just thought that that... I mean, I, I certainly do not condone theft. And this is not about me, like, schadenfreude for for him having lost... For them having lost this money, but $600,000. Oh, come on, Dan. There's some schadenfreude. No, I, I mean, it just doesn't hurt them at all. This does not hurt the Osteens in the slightest. So you cannot delight in their misfortune because, because there's there no misfortune. Because there is no misfortune. <laughs> I don't have the opportunity for schadenfreude I, at this point. I guarantee you that their annual budget, at least they're, uh, they were counting on that money. They need a big haul. I'm telling you, insurance is paying these guys back. And, you think so? And not only that. You really think so? Not only that. Here's the other thing that's going to be happening. Not only will they be compensated I was, I by was their insurance. I joking about the insurance. No, you really in, think oh, there's insurance oh, on that? Of course they're insured. I mean, the, even if it's just the insurance for the building, they're insured for theft. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. So not only are they going to be comp- compensated for the money, here's the... Here's, I, was, I was fixated on, like, collection plate insurance. But no, no you're right. The property insurance. Right. right. But here's the other upside for the Osteens. Uh-huh. From now, for the next couple weeks, they get to cry and weep about oh our collection was stolen oh our collection was stolen and they won't make it they won't make it out to be like you guys need to give more we are in dire straits right now. they won't make it out like that but their parishioners will get the mess oh shit we need to give more oh, it was taken no. they they need that money so uh i i think i think they end up on top on this one i you know what it reminds me of you know of that that uh what is it where is it that that says the lord giveth and the lord taketh away the lord giveth yeah exactly. i think the lord took it the lord was like mm-hmm. you yeah. are done with this <laughs> and it yeah. disappeared from the safe amazing yeah how did how seriously with that amount of cash flow and the sort of the savviness that these people clearly have right how was there not like cameras picking up who it was well we don't know that there wasn't oh somebody's losing their knees this week maybe (laughs) i don't know 
the the conservative Christian mafia. The uh, the the Lakewood Church has not uh, commented heavily about this. So hmm. yeah, I mean, I there may be some true detective shit happening on this one. <laughs> we'll see. That's season two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Season two, True Detective Osteen. <laughs> Uh, all right. There well, um, I I have the story of something not lost but found. Actually, ooh. Um, this uh, I'm just going to read the headline because it was the headline that got my attention. Okay. Uh, German customs seizes cocaine addressed to Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's correct. Uh, 340 grams or 12 ounces of uh, cocaine packed into 14 condoms. Wow. That was uh, inside of a shipment of cushions coming from South America. Right, right. Um, and uh, and addressed simply uh, to the Vatican Post Office, meaning any resident <laughs> right. of the Vatican could have picked it up could have claimed it meaning there was a guy whose plan was to go if my cushions are coming yet i'm right. a looking for the cushions i got the cushions i ordered them from the colombia you got the cushions <laughs> <laughs> i really needed these cushions these are cushions it's very important to me i have a bigger weekend coming up <laughs> i need my cushions lots of sitting <laughs> lots of seating it's a good plan it's a good plan. <laughs> Lots of seating and snorting. At which point the person, the, the uh, worker at the post office says, No, Pope Benedict, it's not come yet. <laughs> no, this is clearly for Pope Benedict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Ratzinger is like, Where are the cushions? It's, they are from Germany. Have, oh, they went through Germany. Yeah. I have ordered some cushions. They are coming from my cousin. Will you tell me when they arrive, please? They are Versace. They are Versace <laughs> cushions coming from South America. Please do nothing to interrupt the flow of the cushions. Please do not <laughs> inspect the cushions you... as they are fluffed properly for my head already. And they the come... embroidery is very fragile. <laughs> they come... Fragile. Le fragile. <laughs> I am Mr. Pope. We don't have no cushions. They were stopped, I'm afraid. And you know, the, the red flag, if they, if it was the Pope picking it up, would have been uh, the fact that the they were cushions. Yeah. He lives too far of an austere life. Oh, yeah. They yeah. would have been like... That's what he's saving all... That's where he's spending all his money. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I would. That's 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 how that's how Francis is spending his money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Benedict. Well, that I went to the Pope. Okay. Yeah, the current Pope. Maybe I they, guess there are two Popes. I see the confusion. Yes. Right yeah. I think I think that both of the Popes get together for like cocaine out crazy like <laughs> like priest sex nights. Whoa. Oh, Dan yeah. Brown, get on it. Yeah. Cocaine in the White House. Well, I mean. No, it's clear. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> White clearly, House. I'm not White House. The Vatican. Why did I say the White House? Clearly, the Vatican's gay lobby. <laughs> <laughs> the gay members. If, right. if if we can, if we know anything from the gay community at large. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there is a rave happening 
There's some section of the Vatican that even Dan Brown doesn't know about. That mm-hmm. uh, that's it doesn't even have a name. No, it's Club Cloister. <laughs> Club <laughs> Cloister. And when you go in there, when you get there, you have to give the, whatever the password is. And then as you approach, you start hearing this. Yeah. It's, no, they just call it the crypt. The crypt. That's right. Oh, my God. Are you going to the Peters. crypt tonight? Peters. Peters crypt. Peters and Paul's. <laughs> Paul's Peter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know too much about Rome. They just keep coming to me. Frank is now going to move back to Rome to start an industry. Yeah. Priest-related gay clubs. I mean, I don't think... It, can anyone be... Uh, here's the only surprising thing about this cocaine story, really, is that they're that sloppy about it. Like, you would think that that the Vatican has Well, just here's the deal, ways. Dan. I didn't finish the story. Oh, okay. There's more. But so, wait, there's more. Uh, the uh, The German officials... Uh, set up a sting operation. Oh, that they, ava- that they arranged with Vatican police. Oh, however, it failed. Of course, to it... nab <laughs> the intended recipient. Can I tell you why? Because the person was high enough up. Because the Vatican police were knew. supposed to be part of the whole thing. <laughs> the Vatican, yeah, exactly. The Vatican police are like clubbing, clubbing it up with the popes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Vatican police, it's like saying, you know, the mafia's own security. Mm. I mean, they're employed by the Vatican. Mm. It's its own country. Mm-hmm. So they'll just do whatever they're told to do. Well, clearly, it's not a democracy. Right. There's no, there's, there's no transparency. <laughs> no, there's no oversight right. for anything. So there's 800 people. Right, exactly. So it's like, there. so it is. It's like, it's like Germany going to the mafia and being like, "Hey, get your security guards guards involved in this. I think there's some illicit activity going on in the mafia." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. We'll send our best men over." <laughs> our German police keep showing up dead. I don't understand it. Every time they investigate the Vatican, working mm-hmm. with the Vatican police, someone shows up dead. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hmm. well, there you go. Fun images of, of <laughs> completely whacked out Vatican residents. It's the nuns. You know who it is? It's the nuns. They're the ones that are getting high. Mm. <laughs> you think? Mm-hmm. Vati- it gives a new meaning to the flying nun. <laughs> or, or in the habit. Oh! <laughs> Dumb. Um, we're, <laughs> we're dumb. We're making <laughs> bad jokes now. It's probably time to move on. <laughs> well, at least we're giddy about them. Anyway, um, all right. Well, from the Vatican, one center of major world religion to another, uh, I'm going to go yes. to Israel. Okay. I don't know if you know this about Israel, but one of the, one of the rules of Israel, they have uh, what's called the law of return which uh, they set up so that Jews from all over the world can sort of have a refuge to run to if Mm. they're being persecuted or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, I I was partially aware of that, I think. And basically, uh, the only only real criterion is that you have to have at least one grandparent who was Jewish. Oh. 
and then you can enact the law of return huh. and go to okay. Israel. Okay. Um, so a lot of former residents of the Soviet Union jumped on that. Uh huh. Okay. To get out of the Soviet Union and right. have a, a you know a more democratic place to live. Right. Okay. And probably food. That's that's probably a nice thing too. I don't know. All I remember about the Soviet Union era was hearing about bread lines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um some some of these people, you know, so so he, I've got here the story of uh Alin Levy. Alan she's a twenty four year old uh Israeli woman. I mean she immigrated to Israel from Ukraine uh with her Jewish father and Christian mother. Mm. Now, Judaism technically is passed from the mother to the child, mm. Mm. Uh, is mm. my understanding. Mm. And uh, and she was sort of being raised uh, Christian. She wants to convert to Judaism. Okay. Um, and in Israel, there is someone who there's a there's the chief rabbinate, Rabbi Nat, Nate, rabbinate. Uh-huh. Okay. Who uh, who oversees and has sole authority. Uh, to determine who is and who ain't Jewish. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like duck, duck, Jew. <laughs> Goes through and selects who's Jewish and who's not. No, you're not okay with duck, duck, Jew? Well, it's, uh, duck, that's a tough one for duck, me. Duck, 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 Jew! No, it's not. I, I'm, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I enjoy that imagery myself. Chief Rabinet walking, walking down a line of people determining who's Jewish. Anyway, um, we'll move on. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I'm just not going to go there with That's you. fine. That's fine. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the, this chief rabbinate has, has denied Miss Levy her, uh, her petition to be Jewish. Why? Wait. And okay. this, this, one, this one feels personal to me because he told her that an acting career does not go together with the spirit of religion. What? She's an actress. That's why she's not Jewish? She doesn't get to be Jewish because she's an actress. Uh, has... <laughs> wait. <laughs> that... <laughs> right. I'm confused. Exactly. I thought there were... Uh, you thought there were plenty of Jewish actors and actresses out there? All Yeah, at all levels of the entertainment <laughs> industry. Maybe here. Here's the thing: the chief rabbinate is a is an Orthodox Jew, uh, and <laughs> okay. apparently, when you're in Orthodoxy, they uh, they don't want they 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 don't approve. I wonder what else they disapprove of. I know. I'll hmm. tell you what I disapprove of: calling this woman an actress when she really rose to stardom uh, on the Israeli version of Big Brother. That's not, not even yeah, she's, acting. She's not an actress. That's I. I resent as as an actor. I I take umbrage at well, at reality okay. stars being called actors. Okay, so um, I. But I mean, she if, wants to make a living. Those, she if, wants to make. If she he'd wants... used the grounds of her having been on reality <laughs> television, right? To mean that, like, if right. that was how he was going to exclude her. Maybe, maybe I'd yeah. be okay with that. But no, I mean, I yeah, just a very interesting. But he has a very narrow definition of what being Jewish is. Well, I think Clearly. that's I think that's the job of the Jewish rabbinate is to have a narrow view of what it is to be Jewish. I think that's kind of his gig. 
I've just known people in my life who are Jewish who I don't think he would. Right. But who have clear claims. Right. I mean, if you're born to it, unfortunately, I mean, I think it's, I, I, I'm guessing he really laments the fact that there are people who get to claim it just because they were born into it. I'm guessing he just sits at home stewing over all of the people. How can I fix this situation? <sighs> can we kick them out? Right. Yeah, exactly. Is that possible? That Seth Rogen is still calling himself a Jew? <laughs> With that laugh? Never! Anyway, just it is interesting. If you look at the history of theater, for whatever reason, and I find this baffling, actors ha acting has always been, like for centuries, mm. on and off, sinful. You've, like, known, you've, you've, you've known actors too long, Dan. <laughs> Anybody who, who's sort of an outsider to act, you see a group of actors come into a restaurant. You know they're sinful? Yeah. It's beyond sinful. That's that's not even your concern. It, you you would if you were a religious person, you would you would conjure up something sinful about them. It's just they're distasteful as a group. They're it's, obnoxious. They're loud. They laugh uncontrollably. They they do laugh a lot. They have There's so much fun. so much laughter. And so if you're kind of a little uptight, yeah, that's gonna bug you. Yeah, I, I I mean all through the Middle Ages. People had this, there was this weird thing where the only the only plays that were done mm. were religious morality plays, as it should be, yeah. and yet the actors doing it were sometimes just you know chased down with with pitchforks and and torches because every now and then somebody just got to be in their bonnet about actors, yeah. Even like if I they said, were doing just religious things. I understand. I know you do. Yeah, it's because after their show, they went and they were a little too loud at the at the pub. <laughs> yeah. It's totally, like I said, it's obnoxious. <laughs> so. There you go. Not not to diss on your chosen profession, Dan. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's, it's not the profession. It's the participants in the profession. You do realize to. that you like directing... <laughs> films right <laughs> you do realize that like you're dissing the very people on whom your career hinges listen i i know i need their services <laughs> i'm willing to put up with and i love dan i love actors i know how many actor friends do i have everyone loves actors when you really get down to it not all i actors. don't know that's not all entirely actors. true i'm fun that's all there is to it you're okay um, <laughs> I, I would choose others. <laughs> Ouch. Damn. He's just getting no, you're, mean you're, now. Whatever. All right, let's move it's on. It's fun, man. We're having fun. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Um, well, I, this is, this is a story we need to tread lightly because this story has it involves a word that I find funny. <laughs> oh, shit. But it's not a funny story. Okay. And so there's a problem in that I will be possibly laughing or giggling 
It's the sound of the word. Well, there's other. I mean, story. We make we make funny jokes about not funny things. Yeah. all the time. So humor's the way you deal with with uncomfortable things sometimes. And and this one's uncomfortable. Um, I'm scared. Yeah, this is um, so. BYU or Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, bastion of Mormon beauty. It's a, yeah, it's owned by uh, BYU. Obviously, is owned by the the LDS Church. Right. The, Mormon, the Mormon Church owns it, and Strangely, they run it, it very a, strictly. And it's right. it's oddly accredited, which it may may or may not should be. <laughs> and it kind of happens and gets yeah. like threatened, right? Right, and then they. Get back in line. They find their way. No, there are certain parts of it that they clearly never have any problem with, like the business side of things. Sure, even probably even like the law school never has any problems, right? We might probably guess. not. It's probably more when you're dipping into the more liberal arts yeah. side of things. Well, anyways, but, anyways. but nonetheless, that's not that's not why we're bringing up Brigham Young University. No, uh, the reason we're bringing up Brigham Young University is because they've had a. Um, uh, 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 an outbreak of uh, gropings <laughs> on campus. Um, okay, so I thought that was going to be worse. Yeah, I'll yeah. admit, I thought it was going to be worse. Yeah, but gropings well, is off is bad. Gr- groping is a bad word, not a bad word. It, groping isn't a terribly funny word. Groper <laughs> is a funny word, and they keep talking about the like the article right here is talking about. The infamous BYU groper. <laughs> and that, I'm sorry, you're not listening to what you're typing when you're typing uh, that, that line right there. Well, what because are you that call line it? is funny to me. Well, the first, infamous for, BYU groper. First of all, say... It's not funny that he's out groping, but the words are just killing me here. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so what's happened is um, there, uh, there have been about 15 victims of this groper uh, who... He's he he's out. They actually have some security camera footage of him that they've blown up, and you know, of course, enhancement doesn't really exist. So it's <laughs> zoom all, in and enhance. It's all super blurry. But he's like he's in like um like tight running pants type sure. things, uh, with a little headband and a, a gray sweatshirt and, mm. and running shoes. So he's out there. He looks like he's just one of these people running on campus. Sure, and he basically just like walks by women who might also be out jogging and grabs their breasts and then just keeps going <laughs> like okay. totally total like it's the weirdest oh thing God. because the problem here is this is this is, it's sexual in nature right yeah and so you, you can't really make light of it because it's assault. Because it's assault, absolutely, and it's and it's it's not acceptable, right? No, behavior, at obviously all. not. But he's a serial groper, <laughs> right? The thing about and this... BYU has a problem with a serial groper right. on campus right now, whom they haven't been able to catch. That's they bizarre. Catch. He groped somebody right outside of the campus police office. <laughs> Like I mean, this Our guy is getting more bold. He is getting... <laughs> he's getting bolder. Well, he's gonna he's gonna make a mistake sooner or later. One of these days, you'll make a mistake, <laughs> Groper, and then your ass is mine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sorry, and then your butt is mine because it's <laughs> BYU. They don't say ass. 
You know, the thing about <laughs> this is that obviously he's committing uh, a crime, which is ma- which is which, by the way, groping is bad enough as it is, but magnified by the horror that a BYU girl would feel. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, because this is a girl you have to understand who has been taught her whole life that if she engages in any sexuality whatsoever, mm-hmm. she's a used piece of gum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's got, she's an apple with a piece bitten out of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. do you want to offer your husband, your future husband, a used piece of gum? Right. And I'm guessing that would come into play even with just a groping uh, like that she was not a, involved in. I, You know, no woman anywhere is looking to be groped. No. Right. Well, not, uh, I don't not, care. I don't not care. unwillingly. There are plenty of women that are looking to be groped, <laughs> but not against their will. Okay. Right. That's what I meant. I meant the crime of groping. <laughs> right, not... right. Right. Okay. But anyways, like... I don't care where a woman might be out jogging. A guy jumps out and grabs her breasts. Mm. It's going to feel like an assault. It is an assault. So yes, it's gonna it's gonna be a huge violation. Right. right. Yeah. She she it it's it's unwanted and it is a violation of her body. So so like it I get what you're saying about the BYU campus and mm-hmm. it being sort of a heightened thing. But the next thing I'm sure any woman's gonna be gonna think after having her breast squeezed unwantonly is what's this next what's this guy's next move right right like yeah. like it's 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 a has to be a horrifying horrifying yeah uh, thing but anyways yeah um <sighs> it's never okay so, but to in, assault anyone period in the internet age <laughs> yeah um we have things such as twitter yeah. and this yes. is segueing to something oh dear um there has been a a bunch of people making fun of the whole groping thing oh, on Twitter. Uh, really? really? A, yes, a uh, a fake, um, well, a fake account. Uh, a Twitter account has been opened with uh, uh, with the uh, name at BYU Groper. Oh my god! And he says in one of his tweets, uh, "Hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband." Because I'm groping er buddy out there. Right, which is a play on that that delightful mm-hmm. internet video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so he did that. Oh, um, he's so clever. He's super clever. Um, there's a apparent, there's one that calls itself BYUHC office, which would be the honor code office. <laughs> and this, I was sucked into this one. I started reading it thinking, oh, BYU actually has a statement about this, <laughs> like a warning to any of the Twitter you know, followers that they might have. No, it's also a fake account. Um, apparently, this is what the tweet says. Apparently, Serial Groper is attacking women with C's or better. This is why we warned you not to tell anyone about your grades. Pound BYU. Oh, my God. I or hashtag mean, BYU. I, I was going to say. <laughs> this is the not getting Twitter thing. Right. Um, and oh, my let's, God. Let's see. Uh, and then there are plenty of people who are calling them out, of course. Right. But what, um, you know what this is? Here's, here's where I'm going to go with this. This is the fact that BYU students and peop- people in, within that culture mm-hmm. frequently insulate themselves from actually talking about serious issues for uh, so yeah. long yeah. that they become utterly tone deaf. To, mm-hmm. to to anything, so they think so they don't know what's funny and what's 
completely inappropriate. Yeah, it's North it's, Korea down there. It's the same. Th- it is North Korea. <laughs> it really is North Korea. Uh-huh. These. It's the same. This is the same problem that gave rise to. Do you remember the Black History Month story we did a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they had like images of Count Chocula popping up, mm-hmm. and just. Yep. I mean. They don't intend to be racist, right. and they don't intend to be making fun of sexual assault. They think they're just being funny. Yeah. Well, and it's just, a very, very sheltered place it's that, an, that, yeah. where people never have to encounter the realities of life. And even – I mean, when I was a, a student down at BYU, there was this um, – I lived south of campus. A ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of off-campus housing sure. is just south of campus, and there was this – basically this drop off from the campus kind of sits up on a little bit of a bluff mm. and you walk there were stairs that went down sure. the bluff and then into this neighborhood and i can't remember what it's called for that part of campus to save my life but um it was all wooded and tr- like there was just scrub oak right all over the place and there there were pathways that went through it and if i remember right there were even like little sp- spots with like little park benches and it was supposed uh-huh. to be like this really cool like park setting and it actually was right right? but it was a great place to walk through but it was also like rape central yeah that'll pose some danger and and so they had to redesign the whole thing and everything but like there was a i remember there being so many um articles in in the school newspaper about like rapes happening yeah you know, and and this unfortunately is something that happens on you know university campuses everywhere. Right, exactly. But um, uh, oh, the point is escaping me. Um, well, there's going to be. Here's the other problem with BYU is that these are all people <clears throat> who have not only religiously agreed uh-huh. to do this, but have signed a piece of paper, right? The honor code that you mentioned before, right? Which says that they will not have extramarital sex. Absolutely. Yeah. You are you are dealing with. The most sexually frustrated campus in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to lead to some sh- crazy behavior. Yeah. You oh, yeah. you know, you stifle up that many people, somebody's going to act out in a bad way. Someone's right. not going to have the present. They're, these, I mean, a these campus guys- that has floating as one of its number one <laughs> sexual acts. Which is just, let me just stick it in and leave it. I won't move it. Right. I just want to stick, put it in. And then I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> this is also a canvas rife with anal sex mm-hmm. because it doesn't count. And uh, they talk about things like Nickmo. Nickmo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Non-committal makeout for the uninitiated. They have a, a, an abbreviation for non-committal makeout <laughs> sessions. In the rest of the world, that's just called making out. <laughs> It's just called college in the rest of the world, but they've got they, they've got a they've, they've got, got a, a code an word acronym. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you're. I mean, these are guys. These are people who aren't even allowed to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you think you're going to get away with them not like groping? Yeah. You're causing groping. <laughs> There's some gropage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, anyways, that's what's happening down at at BYU at the moment. But if you go to BYU, you'll see a lot of smiling faces. Lots of smiling faces. Aww. And um, they do take their sexual frustrations out at the gym. And <laughs> <runs>. <laughs> That's true. And so it is actually an incredibly fit group of people. Yeah. Well, except for the sad. Well, the sad there's sad sacks everywhere. Dan. Sad sacks, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying there are multiple <laughs> ways of handling it. 
You can oh, you can also right. you can also drown those frustrations in food and in 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 <laughs> in the BYU dairy. The cougar eat. <laughs> you go to the cougar eat and get some some uh, caffeine free diet coke. Right. Get some of that to f- drown your sorrows. Get some of that fresh ice cream from the from the the creamery. Oh, the BYU it's good creamery. Ice cream. There you it's go. Good ice, it's good. Anywho, okay. So now around the world to uh, to where I was recently. Uh, oh, in India, India, in India, do you know? <laughs> I was in India. I conquered it. Anyway, uh, there was a there's a book that was recently released by Penguin Press. Oh, uh, called "The Hindus: Colon An Alternative History." Uh oh. Um. Uh-oh. So you know, uh, apparently it has some controversial uh, points in it. Um. The article that I found didn't actually elucidate what those controversial points were, but here's what it did elucidate for me. Penguin is pulling the book and pulping all of the copies that they that they had already released in India. Really? Okay. They're now so the, here's the dealio. In India, it is against the law to say anything or write anything that is either meant to hurt religious feelings or that could cause religious uproar. Oh, dear God. Okay. So. Uh, oh, there are poor <clears throat> religious feelings. Were there poor religious feelings hurt? Well, he, they were. somebody was claiming that it was a, a small group uh, called. Well, what was this book saying about the Hindus? Again, I don't have that. I couldn't find it. Nobody knows. I, I kind of want to read it, though. I kind of, I mean, frankly, now that I know more about Hindus and have met as many Hindus as I have met uh, on this trip, hmm. I'd be interested in it. Okay. Um, anywho, uh, the so so yeah, there's this small group um, in uh, in India that's uh, that's claim called Shiksha Shiksha Bachao. Andalan, uh, yeah, and they've been threatening to to sue under this law, and so Penguin pulled the book. Now here's what's <clears throat> here's here's so here's what the problem is that it's causing uproar, because basically everyone with any intellectual integrity is saying you can't just ban a book because it disagrees with your idea of the history the history. Oh, that'd be a wonderful position to be in. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, editorials in the United States and India and uh, all over have been call have been criticizing uh, the press's decision to to kill the book, uh, and uh, and have uh, been cri- and also have been criticizing the group that was threatening to, to press charges. Okay, huh. um, a petition's been circulating. Demanding the release, uh, the reform of the laws now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty shitty law. Well, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, I, we're talking about a country where Muslims recent, you know, just a, a year or two ago bombed. Uh, yeah, a, I, mean, a, 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 I guess it is hard to just like, you know, come down in judgment of something where, it, where you take it out of the context of the place. Right. right. Like clearly. Yeah, I. No, but here's the thing. But it seems like there could be a better way to well, arrive. I mean, at that. you do what we do. You make bombing illegal. 
<laughs> well, it's probably illegal. It's in illegal, India but as what, well. I'm, what I'm saying is so that like, it's not that easy. It, it, it's sort of a blame the victim mentality. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. if you can't say what you want to say. I mean, what what they need to be doing is encouraging a society that can talk to each other in in respectful ways, well, and and that yeah. can take it if somebody goes off the deep end. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But you know, it, when I was in India, I spoke to lots of people about religion and about their religious stuff. And I'm now really realizing that I could have been in danger of falling afoul of this law that I was not aware of. Oh, yeah. If I wasn't careful, which I always was. It's not like I was disrespectful or anything. But, you know, an atheist can be accused of being... You weren't um, chasing down cows, were you? No. I was like, yes, with a knife and Poking. fork in, in hand. <laughs> Yummy! Like, get, out, get in my belly! Get over here, cow! Come on, you! That You would have been harassing the cow. I'm sure that's not allowed. <laughs> that is also against the law. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Cow harassment. Cow... But all of the all of the guys, all of the people that I spoke to had this very strong sense that... Uh, they, I kept hearing the phrase... India is a secular country. They insisted on it. No, hmm. India is a secular country. We have very pluralistic views. Huh. And it, I mean, it, maybe I, on a whole, they do. Uh, I mean, politically, they sort of do. Uh, you can see problems with that, with things like uh, the High Court, the Supreme Court over, uh, yeah. overturning the, the gay ban. That's right. I the, about that. Recriminalizing homosexuality. Yeah. But I mean, it, I, I think it is moving forward. It's, a, it, it's progressing. As fast as a country like India can be expected to progress with its history. It's a lot of people to pull along. And it's... You know what I mean? Right. To get get on board with... Right. And you've got entire states, you know, Kerala is a state in the south that's that's largely Christian. uh And you've got entire states that are largely uh, uh, Muslim. And you've got... Most of the country is Hindu. And... Yeah. That would be... Yeah, it's there's a and there's huh. there's a lot of different religions there, um. So I don't know. I mean, but H- Hinduism is is of course the the largest religion there. That's the most um, the most uh, visible religion there. Uh-huh. It's the one that that most people uh, would claim think of as well. When mm-hmm. you think of India, that's what you think of, right? That's what I think of. But it is... I don't think of the Christian. Kerala state right no you know no so i i don't know it's 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 very interesting to i i just don't think of india as the kind of country that clamps down like this hmm. or the kind of country that a big publishing company with a big legal team would back down from so easily well, i don't they, get they must, it they must have known that they were just entering into a legal quagmire that they that, weren't they just they just didn't want to deal with. They probably ran the numbers. It was probably cheaper to do what they did than yeah. to just get behind the book and, and yeah. fight. It's just shocking to me, though. I mean, most publishers want to stand behind their their. I'm sure. But... Plus, they got to make money off of the controversy. If they could keep their books on the shelves for a while, yeah. and then just play up the controversy in the press, more and more people would buy it. Well. I don't. I have just to no see. If, I have no clue down. If only to see like what they disagree with. This is terrible. <laughs> you can't publish this. Yeah. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Only with the head shake that the Indians do. Hmm. Have you ever seen that? How Indians have? It's very interesting. They have this little bobble to their head. Hmm. You haven't seen that? I, I, I might have. Okay. I'm sure I probably have. It's disconcerting because 
a shake that's just if they just wiggle the top sort of the top of their head goes back and forth on their neck uh-huh. that's actually yes but it looks like no huh. so you get this whole you ask them a question and what the the words that come out of their mouths doesn't match what their head's doing to uh-huh. our yeah, eyes yeah, 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 and yeah. it's just like oh um did i do something wrong it's looking it's like looking at the word green written in red right yeah and you have to say it yeah your your brain short circuits just a little bit. You yeah. got to sort of work your way around it. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. what's happening in India. All right. What else is happening in the world? Uh, well, I have the uh, Billy Graham's daughter, whose name is Anne Graham Lotz. Okay. Uh, apparently, she's a religious woman who likes... Oh, stuff that her dad said, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways... Um, She uh, recently drew some attention for a blog entry that she made on her blog, Mm. which is anngramlots.com. Oh, okay. Um, uh, That that, uh, has the the headline, Where Have All the People Gone? Oh. And she's talking about uh, the the missing Malaysian airplane, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Still looking for. Yeah. And uh, she, she compares... Uh, th- this, the sort of this sense of of confusion and mystery to the rapture, and how oh good and God. how <laughs> and how the the people of the world will feel. I mean, obviously multiplied by, I mean, who knows, well, hundreds of thousands of of people, millions of people, to right? Be, to be who raptured, would be, who would be raptured? There would be millions of people mm. raptured, supposedly, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so like she's saying, you know, this 286 or whatever the number is of, of people missing. Is it 286? I'm just pulling that number out of my head. Anyway, 239, 239, 239 people missing from the Malaysian flight. She's like, imagine the next day after the rapture. (laughs) Imagine how much more people will be will, will be an unprecedented mystery. Uh, Where have all the people gone? Where she have says. They gone? Oh. And uh and so she starts the off mystery. actually I did not I don't think I'd ever read the verse that this whole rapture thing is based on. Oh. It's in 1st uh uh Thessalonians chapter 4 16 through 17. Okay. Do you want to read Do it, you it for us? Yes, yeah, please. Okay. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the arch, um, archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Oh. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Oh. In the air. Okay. Right? So that sounds like, that sounds, I'm, I'm, I'm relieved by that. And I'll tell you why. Why? I was worried that the rapture could happen and we wouldn't notice. That only like, <laughs> you know, 90 or uh, 120 people would make the cut and yeah. they just they would just disappear and we just there'd be a, a few missing persons APBs put out around the world and the rest of us would just be merrily ha- wandering around not knowing that it happened. No, graves are going to open. Yeah, there's going to be people floating up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we'll hear a trumpet. There's going to be a trumpet. Yeah. Voice Absolutely. of the archangel. That yeah. all sounds really. Uh, that sounds. I'm comforted by that. Yeah, we will. Th- we will definitely know. Yeah, yeah. 
so, um, what do you think the trumpet call of God sounds like? Yeah, you think it's that prosaic? Yeah, I kind of want it to be like many, many trumpets doing a very, a really cool rousing sort of thing. Well, like the it, military brass band okay. sort of thing. Okay, it all goes back to whether or not God is gay. Okay. <laughs> right. Right, that's true. If God is gay, it will be fabulous. <laughs> Suddenly the... Uh, the that was really bad. The, like... the beat of God <laughs> starts, but God drops the bass first. Oh, yeah. And then the <clears throat> trumpet. Right. <laughs> what, if it, what if the trumpet of God is, is dubstep? Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Skrillex yeah. playing the trumpet of God. Yeah. I think I'm going to start a band called the Trumpet of God. And I'm then, sure it exists already. Every time I play, people will be like, oh, I wonder if the rapture's happening. Um, so, but anyways, uh, she wonders in this uh, blog entry, um, when the world searches for clues, how easily will they find the answer in what I leave behind? And she says, instead of an oil slick, will there be traces of his grace and glory and truth? Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Oh, God, that is that's distasteful in a way that like kind of stings. Oh God! Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, I just, and it's, a little, little, it's a little tone deaf. The whole thing's tone deaf, right? Like to, to immediately go to the rapture. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. like seriously. But then to be like talking about like, well, you know, we might find an oil slick, right? For all those two hundred thirty-nine dead, that will show us where the two hundred thirty-nine, you know, dead people. But are, what are clues will interred under the water? I just here's what I love. I've heard this sentiment before. This concept of like whenever you know, when I go to the rapture, what will I leave behind? So Isn't that, that a song? Um probably. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, it's 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 by it's by Archangel and the uh and and the trumpet of God. Anyway, the uh which is which is what I've decided the band is called. Mm, All okay. of the bands are called Archangel and the Trumpet of God. But the idea that, like, the the whole notion, because this idea of what I leave behind seems to hinge on the idea that somehow the rest of us haven't heard the good word. Yeah. We are not aware that there's this Bible floating around <laughs> that has all of this, inf- this God stuff in it. Yeah. It's like, come on. We know the story. Yeah. You it's guys fine. haven't shut up about this thing. Yeah, you guys for quite some time now. You've been a little bit outspoken about it, so <laughs> I think I don't think we'll, there will be much mystery. If yeah. your big thing, if your big event happens, <laughs> if God turns on His magic Hoover and yeah. starts sucking you guys up, I think we'll get it. <laughs> I don't think that it will escape us. What's going on? We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Oh my God! Well, there you go. If you're uh, if you're interested in being raptured, you can oh. you can tell us all about it. Yeah, you, you can write to us podcast mm-hmm. at thankgodimatheist dot com, or you, you can leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight four four two. Right, or you can uh, go onto the Facebook page and uh, interact there. That's facebook dot com slash tgi atheist. All right, we're gonna take a patty break. Yay, um, Patty! And as is as is typical with uh, 
with, with, with Patty. With Brother Robertson. <laughs> uh, we don't really need to say anything more. No. It's, it's Pat. This is Sandra who says, I work with an atheist, and at one time I thought I could witness to her and bring her to Jesus. She gets openly hostile at the mere mention of God. She gets very angry just hearing the word God. Should I just abandon the idea of being a positive influence on her and just let her perish? I don't know if you're dealing with something that is demonic or something that's deeply ingrained, but I mean, to be that openly hostile to the word God, something is something beyond normal Some human anger. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something has happened and she associates God. Maybe she had an abusive father, uh, somebody who uh, raped her and then acted like he was, you know, preaching to her from the Bible. You, you just never know what's going on in somebody's childhood. All you can do is be understanding and be loving and don't try to push anything on her. Pray for her, but if she won't hear, she won't hear. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've done what you can do, but always in love, speaking the truth in love. You know, if you try to start an engine without oil, the engine will get friction and it'll tear itself up. If there's oil, the gears will begin to flow. There needs to be an anointing oil before you start talking to people about the Lord and just pray for that anointing. <laughs> okay. Some poor woman in some office somewhere is oh. going to get doused with like oil. <laughs> I, it's going to be like, God damn it, Susan, why did you pour oil on me? <laughs> I want, it's the anointing oil of Jesus. But I mean, the the issue here is <laughs> how how can he just go immediately to there? This this atheist must have a demon, right? Because like, is there no sense of like, well, Wilma or whoever it was who was writing in, Jenna. Anyways, okay, Sandra, Sandra, right? Well, Sandra, uh, maybe the workplace is not the best place <laughs> for you to be. <laughs> you know preaching like me if you guys are friends like if you're friends do this outside of work right meet up for you know some coffee and witness to her yeah but my guess is uh sandy's little workplace friend doesn't like sandy at all and sandy's (laughs) sitting there preaching and she's just like please can i just do my work right here's here's how i imagine this i imagine like the sixth or seventh encounter where sandra has like said something about god you're now sandra you're gonna okay. approach me this is this is like the you don't think you've really mentioned god much at all right and you're you, you approach me and you say just just say something like isn't it lovely what the lord has made or something like that isn't it lovely dan what the lord has made oh god god again really you're gonna bring god up one more time <laughs> and suddenly sandra goes <gasps> Even though na- the word God the word, even- <laughs> makes her furious, she she must have a demon. Oh. The, even just the word freaks her out. Because the demon demons hate the word God. Right. They yeah. do. They do, Dan. I've it's, seen it's, it. It's, it's not my, like the peskiness of... Of one Sandra is like too much for everybody. <laughs> it's not. It couldn't be that. It must be that she's reacting against yeah. the word God. Yeah, yeah. This again is probably yeah. That's a pretty good reaction. I mean, too. honestly, you and I are atheists. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of atheists. Mm-hmm. Not one of us gives a shit about the word God. No, <laughs> the word God is is totally harmless. 
Yeah. It's just the people who, it's say, the people who say it that are yeah. a problem. <laughs> I say the word God just as much as any believer does. That's true. That's probably true. I mean, guaranteed. <laughs> Maybe even more. Yep. You don't see me withering away in the corner. No. But all demon-possessed. But if somebody at work keeps bringing God up to you, eventually you might be like, okay, we need to stop talking about I, God. I go the other way, which is I ask questions because I find it entertaining. As long as they're yeah. not Mormon, I find it entertaining. Sure. A Mormon would give me the willies, but anybody else, whatever weirdo shit they believe, I'm... Yeah. It doesn't bug me. No. In fact, I... But, I, but I mean, I if it's getting in the way it. of your work or if, the, I mean, people witnessing to me, people trying to convert me, that bothers me. That frustrates me. Yeah, that would bug me. So, yes, I would yeah. probably, my response would probably be to ask questions too, but the kind of questions that would make them so uncomfortable they'd never ask me about it again. Well, then you have a really wicked demon in you. I do. I've got a you demon. Really do. I've got a, you know what? I came back from when India and nothing's God. been right in my digestion <laughs> since. So, uh, I think it's a demon. I think that's the demon. That's the clear demon. Do you really have intestinal problems? No. I I, I did for a, for a couple of weeks. I went to the doctor. He he prescribed yogurt. Oh. Apparently it can just, you know, you go to a foreign land for a while, and if it's that different, mm-hmm. it'll mess up your gut. It's a little your, Activia. Yeah, a little, little, Activia. little Jamie Lee Curtis poop yogurt never hurt nobody. <laughs> Everybody loves some Jamie Lee Curtis, some <laughs> some JLC poop uh, yogurt. Yeah, if that's the, uh, anyways. Oh, Jamie. So you're all fixed up. I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. Okay, but hmm. so maybe the demon's been exercised. I have exorcised the demon. It's afraid of yogurt. <laughs> it's afraid of yogurt. <laughs> no more yogurt. I did. I did anoint and bless the yogurt as I ate it, <laughs> and I said. <laughs> Demon be gone. Yo play. <laughs> anyway, um, we've had some people write into us. What? Uh, yes, it does happen from time to time. So I am shocked. Uh, do you remember that last week we spoke about uh, f- former head of Westboro Baptist Church, Fred Phelps, passing away? He did. He, he died. Um, and Sam wrote in to say to disagree with us because one of the points that we made was that we thought that. On the balance, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Phelps probably could have probably helped the uh, the gay or possibly helped the gay movement more mm-hmm. than he hurt it. Yeah, I yeah, I think if you if you make being anti gay look crazy, right, fewer people want to be a part of your thing. Right, that's you, just me. It's easier to associate other people who are against homosexuality. As being not with so crazy. crazy, yeah, right. Well, Sam disagrees. Sam says. Uh, um, the WBC allows the anti-gay movement to look reasonable by contrast. If a person were to say homosexuality is an abomination, they are not seen as extremists. The further one group takes it, the more room the others have to operate. Hmm. It's an interesting point. Right. I mean, you know, so the idea being that, like, he's so far out there. that he's if, cover. That if you're saying, yeah, that if you're... Chilling and just saying, oh, I don't agree with homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Everybody else says, well, at least he's not saying God hates fags. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see the point. Sure. I it, who who can say? Yeah. I mean, uh, we uh, don't have like, data on this, so yeah. it's not like we can. It, it is all just speculation about right. human nature and what. 
but com- I mean communities reactions and all that kind of stuff but you know I can see the point sure yeah. I think I think the most important point is that we we do have data on where our society is going right and it's going in the right direction yeah it's so, going opposite of him so so whether it was whether he had an impact on that one way or the other or not that's where it's going so yeah. that's yeah. nice Yep. Okay. Thanks for writing in, Sam. Uh, Should we do the voicemail? That's yeah, sure. Do, yes, that's right. Let's do the voicemail. Okay. Um, again, continuing on with this whole Fred Phelps thing, we had um, more chiming in, and this has to do more with, um, you, you know, there was we we saw a lot of I saw a lot of this, and I think we talked about it in the show last week as well, of people saying we 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 shouldn't even talk about him, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so uh, we had a caller uh, chime in on that note as well. Hey, Frank and Dan, it's uh, Adam from Las Vegas. Just wanted to talk about um, Fred Phelps, and in particular, how you were uh, saying some people believe that not saying anything is the right course of action. And I noticed all my friends on Facebook were kind of taking that point of view. And I just wanted to point out that Fred Phelps really utilized his freedom of speech to spread a lot of very hateful and, uh, you know, despicable ideas out there. And to just, out of some sort of respect, or rather, not wanting to fan the flames of what he stood for, staying silent, is choosing to not express your beliefs in the same way he did. And there are far more people out there that are good, decent people that deplore what he stood for. And I think that being vocal about that is not only the right thing to do, but probably what you should be doing. You know, make sure that the world understands that we didn't like Fred Phelps. We didn't want a Fred Phelps. As a whole, we uh, really disliked Fred Phelps. And um, the world's a better place without him. And so, you know, utilize your freedom to express yourself. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. An important point. Yeah, an important Yeah. <clears throat> I think that that's, uh, there is a lot of validity to the idea that we as a society need to make it clear mm-hmm. whom we reject mm-hmm. and whom we embrace. There are people who did far more true evil in the world like fred phelps was an annoying obnoxious evil asshole, asshole character yeah. but he was not you know on the higher echelons of true evil right a la pol pot yeah he wasn't killing people. adolf hitler right like we talk about the bad that happened and that has happened in this world yeah and the people who are not um the kinds of people that we want to have living in this world right we we need to be talking about those things. We need to know who those people are. Right. So that more don't happen. Right. And societal norms need to be propagated. Yeah. And and <clears throat> it needs to be clear when ours I I don't know. I just I think he's so worthy of talking yeah. about. I, I yeah. And I don't I do not think that staying silent is 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 anywhere near the right reaction. No. No, um, it, it, does, it allows him to, for people who who may, uh, was the thing about Fred Phelps is who really approved what he <laughs> yeah, was doing. Right. I was about to say it, you know, it would allow his supporters to have the the microphone for a minute, but like yeah, all fifteen it, of them, yeah. But it allows for people who may, without you know, um, taking on his name and taking up his mantle, mm. but people who would express similar sentiment to get away with what they're saying yeah in my mind so yeah i uh i i think uh yeah there's something very good about speaking up when you hear bullshit yeah absolutely he's he was good at bullshit 
<clears throat> so the rest of the world was pretty darn good at speaking up against him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, we had another email. This one's from Tom. Tom says, uh, good morning, Frank and Dan. I was ch- checking on the new content o- added on Snopes today and was upset about this particular story, uh, which unfortunately turns out to be true. It was about a 40-year-old girl who writes a letter to God about her dog that died. The mother places the letter in the mailbox, and a few days later they receive a package with a letter. The letter signed, Love God and the, res- and the special angel who wrote this after God told her the words. Ew, what the... which which is a reference to the little girl's letter because the little girl's letter said love whatever the little girl's name is and mommy who she told the words to or whatever uh she so tom says uh i think you guys have talked about times in which an individual uh, will have an experience that will reinforce their beliefs this event unfortunately will be one in which this young girl will always re- remember and point to and say, this is why I believe. <laughs> Clearly, someone from the post office put this together to help the little girl. How do you guys feel about this? Do you think this is an, an innocuous... Do you think this is innocuous and innocent? Or do you feel like it was wrong for the person to put this together? This seems to fall in line with things like Santa and the Tooth Fairy, in which adults set up things to reinforce a child's false beliefs. Okay. First of all, my first reaction is, clearly wrong. Second of all... Uh, anytime anybody builds up faith for somebody else on a house of cards, awesome. Yeah, exactly. That that was my response is that, no, I don't think that this is – I don't – because as with uh, things like Santa Claus, eventually you have to look back and go, oh, mm-hmm. that guy in the mall was just a guy. Yeah. That wasn't really Santa. Yeah. So this girl eventually will look back at this and go – she might say that was sweet. Yeah. And this might, you know, this will clearly become part of family lore for right. for generations. But she's not going to look back and go, proof of God. Right. Because yeah. she knows that someone at the post office some, sent a some book. crazy person. And it was sweet. They, some, some crazy federal employee. The, pa- the, the package apparently came with, with the book When a Pet Dies by Mr. Rogers, which, is, which sounds cute to me. <sighs> I haven't read the book. I haven't either. But I mean, but... But Fred Rogers was a religious man, so who knows he what was. it says. He was a pastor. Right. But I mean, but he was also very attuned to just the psychological mm-hmm. state of a child. So yeah, I'm sure true. that it's a lovely book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and yeah. so there you go. I, I mean, I think obviously, yes, it's wrong for a federal employee to be supporting uh, whatever. I don't. Frankly, this doesn't offend me as much as it probably should. <laughs> It probably should offend me a lot, but I mean, it's like one person who knows that the other person is a believer supporting that other person's belief because they share that belief. Yeah. And to me, that's like, is it a big deal? Are they going to make a lot of hay about it on the internet? Yes. Look and how sweet that is. It's supposed to be all faith promoting, although I don't know. I don't see how, what, where the faith promotion is. Right. If it was a letter from God, that would be different. <laughs> that would be, that would promote a lot of faith. It, like it just, I mean, <laughs> even if it would like came via owl messenger, like yeah. Harry Potter or something, yeah. that would be, that would be anything, something, anything, but nobody more can... than just, there was somebody at the post office that an angel whispered a message to. Right. Or yeah. Or that it was just a nice thing that someone at the post office did. Yeah. Someone read the read the the letter addressed to God. 
I think the I think the whispered envelope... the words to an angel. No, it was just a, it, was a, it was a little game of tele of telephone right. between this child and God. I'm just there was a lot of intermediaries here. Yeah, apparently the uh, why the not just like did have a return to sender stamp on it. What? Because there's not enough information. Heaven is not a place that the U.S. Postal Service delivers to. But it came with this other package and all this nice stuff. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll write a letter to God. See what happens. <laughs> to God in heaven. <laughs> just see uh, what happens. Just to see. Yeah. Okay. Do yeah. that. Do that, Dan. I will. I will. Okay. Right. Um. So, we, you and I, yes, uh, are going to go see a movie together at some point. Yes. Uh, and that movie is Noah. Noah. Darren Aronofsky directed. Yes. Noah. Uh, it's a controversial film. Yes. Uh, in many, many, many ways. Uh, and we're just going to chat a little bit, as just sort of as a... It, it 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 opens this weekend here in mm-hmm. the United States. Uh, other parts of the world, you'll have to check your local listings. <laughs> um, but the uh, but yeah, it's it's coming, uh-huh. and we decided we were gonna just talk about some of the things that have arisen, some of the things that have happened <laughs> while uh, yeah, uh, in in the in the preceding of this film because it's been a little fraught. Oh yeah, a little fraught. Well, I mean. Uh, I guess as to be expected, um, I watched the trailer for... Somehow I had avoided the trailer. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, but I watched the trailer for the first time today. Right. And my immediate reaction was, my God, why are, why are not all the Christians out there, like, just, you know, going nuts for this thing? Just coming in their pants over yeah. this. Yeah. Sh- they really should be. Because, like, this is... This is... This is... Noah, this yeah. Bible with yeah. like the 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 best Hollywood production values that money can buy. Eat your heart out, Cecil B. DeMille. S- yeah, S- like crazy superstars. Yeah, this you is know, as good as it gets. Thing. Top director, right? Yeah. Like respected top director, and they're all getting all they're they're all pants. butthurt about like well it's not following exactly along the lines of the bible blah 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 which is funny because <laughs> as you and i've pointed out before yeah uh the bible account of noah it's like a few pages yeah there's not enough in the bible to make even a f- i mean you could do it in 5 minutes and yeah. and and that would cover everything that's in the bible yeah Make a a decent little short film, sure, but it but, no decent. I don't. But know it about will. That. It, but it would make a short film. It'll be an unsatisfying short film because there's yeah. not enough in the Bible to understand anything about what's happening. The Bible requires a certain amount of um, of your own imagination. imagination. I was yeah. gonna. I was also gonna throw in there, like backstory and sort of cultural understand. Like, there's a lot that a culture and uh, fills into the stories of the Bible. Right. right. Your expectations of what these stories are supposed to be telling you based on your own sense of like right and wrong. Yeah. And so like everybody's filling shit in. Yeah. You know, into this story. And, and to be fair, like I I was kind of surprised recently when and and through a lot of this, you know, reaction, 
of how seriously people take the story of Noah. I always thought that it was just clearly a made-up thing. Right. There was no way this happened. No, 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 no. No way in hell. Yeah, that's impossible. But people actually believe it. Right. Oh, they love it. And see, I'm blown away by that. I I have to say, as somebody who grew up in a religion that, that, you know... That taught it. That taught it, I never bought it. Right. Because it's just too nuts. Well, I got news for you. The uh, the the LDS Church came out with another one of their little essays oh, that they've been coming out with about Noah, and it it basically says it basically sort of kind of corroborates a literal like a literal interpretation of it. It does sort of kinda, but they don't want to, do they? No, of course not, because, because nobody in that faith teaches it as a literal story, right? So they, they I never thought. Here's I what I never they do. felt like it was ever taught to me as like something that was no, beyond no. childhood when it's like this cute Bible story, right? right. In adulthood, they don't they don't go. It's about that as being biblical fact, and Mormons don't know what to do with the whole nine hundred some odd years old thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, I the whole Noah thing, the tricky part about I uh, so the 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 LDS church, they do this whole like emphasis on the meaning behind the story and the important, mm. you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And then there was this little sort of thing. I I don't even have it pulled up right now, but there was this little sort of thing that was just like but no but God needed to kill all of the people on the planet because they were all wicked. And I'm like, "Wait, wait, that's the literal thing. You're yeah. doing the you're going there? You're yeah. going there?" Huh. They went there. Wow. Anyway, I mean, um, can say, I mean, I can see it. I can see there being Mormons who literally believe it because they've never really said either way. Right. From my understanding. Sure. Which I guess now they are. Now they're, now they're oh. kind of doing it. Um, Noah, for those of you who don't know, just like anybody doesn't know, the story of Noah is about a guy who was, you know, 900 years old or something crazy. I think he lived a... He lived to be that old. But when this, when the story of Noah happened, he was not yet. He, he was only like 600. Well, he had his, first, he had his kids when he was about 500. Right, right. right. Yeah, it says, it says in Genesis, after Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. I don't know how you say that. Anyway. Well, you'll see you'll, in the movie. You'll find out in the movie. I will find out everything I need to know in the movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's... So, this movie that's coming out, first of all, they've made this. Is, Darren Aronofsky is a big enough. You and I were talking about this because I had found out that they had made that the studio had made like five different or six different cuts of this thing, which just seemed seemed weird to me. Right, because you and I both know enough about sort of Hollywood politics that we know that when you're a big enough director, mm-hmm. you get what's called final cut. Yeah, on a film. Meaning you get to to decide which fi- which cut of the film is what's released to the public. Right. You and, have the last say. Right. And so, I mean, basically at that point, the, st- the studio cannot meddle. Right. And I guess they could, I don't know, maybe not distribute it. Right. But they're not going to spend gonna do that. hundreds of millions of dollars on a film and then yeah. not release it. Right. So we were baffled by the fact, by, by, by the idea that Aronofsky didn't seem to have final cut on this thing. Yeah. It was I was, so I was like weird. I don't know how somebody gets to that point in their career and not not have been able to negotiate that into their contract. Right. And then I read an article from the Guardian uh talking about this whole thing and it turns out that Aronofsky gave up his final cut on the project in re- in exchange for a reported 
$160 million. Which I can't, I can't even wrap my Million. The studio dollars. was so concerned they were they were they, they were willing to part with. It was worth it to them to give up a hundred and sixty million dollars, so to, they could meddle. So that they could meddle in it. Which, by the way, studio execs not great filmmakers. No, in general, not typically. That's in why general. Yeah, that's why they're execs. Yeah, that's why they're the money guys. Yeah. So holy crap, that was a lot. They went through so, all of these different versions. They showed them to test audiences. None of them tested as well as the original, which didn't test very well to begin with, which is oh why they went through all of this. Right, right. Oh, my God. So they've they've resettled back on Aronofsky. The worst one, apparently, was its fifth one, uh, <laughs> Paramount's fifth uh, version, and, quote, least Aronofskyan. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, uh, an 86... Uh, an 86-minute beatitude that began, I'm quoting here, that began with a montage of religious imagery and ended with a Christian rock song. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Which apparently... They tried that? Yeah. <gasps> Didn't work, not surprisingly. <laughs> well, I guess if you're Darren Aronofsky and that is what they decided on, let's say, uh-huh. you just go, well... I have $160 million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, I, you sort of cry about it <laughs> on your yacht on the way to your private island. I wonder if he also picked up um, a clause that he could uh, remove his name from it. Because that's wonder. not standard anymore. No. A, an Alan Smithy? An Alan Smithy, yeah. Wow. I don't no, know. I don't I mean, know. Every, I'm just, I mean, I'm everybody's known like, that that's been his project from the beginning. So yeah, but at the end of the day, if you don't put your name on it, then at least at least people know that you haven't put your name on exactly. it. exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. Aronofsky is quoted as saying that Noah is the least biblical Bible film ever made. He said, <laughs> "He said, quote, I don't give a fuck about the test scores. My films are outside the scores. Oh, dear. Ten men in a room trying to come up with their favorite ice cream are going to agree on vanilla. I'm the, I'm the Rocky Road guy. Which struck me as a little egotistical. What? I'm the outsider. A little? I'm the outsider here. Yeah. I'm too cool for vanilla. Yeah, I'm Rocky Road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go with Rocky Road. That's yeah. the outside the box, right? <sighs> Anywho, he's a. How about like moose tracks? <laughs> I think you're just participating in the problem now. Cookies and cream. <laughs> Anywho, uh, there are other controversies surrounding this. I mean, there were there were a whole series of uh, pastors. Denouncing it as not being Christiany enough, oh including as as we reported earlier, uh, Ken Ham saying that it was a trick to get believers to watch a non-biblical version of the of the, <laughs> the thing, <laughs> a conspiracy, not just a trick. Yeah, like that was he was wow, yeah, big tricky it's a plot. Yes, exactly, it's a plot to lure away. Who knows what these studio execs are up to? <laughs> you know, like what well, their motivations really are. Sure. Well, I'll tell you one I thing that they're they, up to. They uh, they actually re- they actually uh, released a video of other of Christian uh, part like like uh, pastors um, extolling the virtues of the of the film, 
to sort of counteract the the negative hype that was going on. What? There's a little. It's an eight minute quote Noah featurette. <laughs> <laughs> Quotes from uh, from pastors all over. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> it's amazing that I mean the thing is that this thing has caused such a hubbub, and of course. Hubbub doesn't ever hurt a box o- box office mm, numbers. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're uh, gonna go see it. We're gonna go see it. That's yeah. true. Is I mean, it in three day three D IMAX. Is it available? Does I can you sit know. in the seats that like the go rumble? crazy and rumble? Yeah, we better. If if, it, if it's available, that's what I want. Uh, that's I what want, we're doing. Yeah, I oh, need the yeah. full deal, the full experience. Yeah, or else yeah. I don't want it, and I need a tub of popcorn. Yep. We're going to do the whole thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want the popcorn. I want, like, the hot dogs. Ew. Okay. And the nachos. Okay. And, yeah. Yours is going to be the stinky seat mm-hmm. that nobody wants to sit next to. I want the big pickle. <laughs> you can have all of the things. <laughs> you, Sweetheart, you can have anything you want at the concessions. They have pizzas now, don't they? Yeah, gross. What's gross about that? They're just bad pizzas. And no, what is gross is that the people that come into the theater mm-hmm. with a pizza and you're sitting next to them and then you smell pizza for like yeah. the first 20 minutes of the thing. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. they. You know, they'll if uh, Smell-O-Vision ever really comes out, <laughs> they'll have to ban food or at least certain kinds of food. Right, right. Or there will make be non-scent versions of the food. There will be asshole directors who will try and make people throw up their food. <laughs> anyway... One of the interesting things about the Noah film is that there are um, it's being banned in entire countries. How does that happen? Well, here's the dealio. We're talking about they. they let me let me give you a few of the countries. The, 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 can... Those are movie. The, those are countries that have highly influential film critics. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Ebertistan, <laughs> which is the rival country of Siskelania. They just lob bombs back and forth. <laughs> I give this movie two bombs down. <laughs> oh, God. I like that we're talking about two dead critics. Well, they were the most famous. They were the most film famous critics. film critics in the U.S. That's true. Um, there, so uh, censorship boards in Qatar, uh, Bahrain, and the UAE, mm-hmm. uh, United Arab Emirates, have yeah. confirmed uh, that they will not release the film. Uh, and Rude. Jordan, Kuwait, and Egypt are expected to follow suit. So obviously, these are Islamic countries. <gasps> so wait a second. <sighs> Why would Islamic countries ban this movie? Well, okay. Do okay. Does uh, do they? They must be something about the depiction of like Noah and something that he does. It's not what he does. Here's the dealio. Islam believes that Noah is one of Islam, one of the important prophets oh, right. of they, Islam. They do that weird thing where they share a lot of the so same stuff. That's right. In Islam, you're not allowed to show an image of a prophet. Which is why the, all of those cartoons of, of Muhammad are so controversial. Yeah, but I, I knew that about Muhammad. I thought that was just limited to Muhammad. So did I. Turns it's out. Any of like the, not all prophets, surely not all, uh, must just be like, they must have a little list. I, maybe. And that's not fair, right? Like, w- you'd be hard pressed for a Hollywood film 
you know, studio. Right. To, they're not going to do a film about Muhammad and have an actor in it playing Muhammad. They know better. Right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, I mean, come on, guys. These Eventually, rules, it feels will. like these rules keep shifting. Well, I mean, and I think that part of this, uh, so one one uh, thing that I read said that that was the reason. Another okay. thing that I read, actually, to be fair, said that uh, it it shows him, it shows this revered prophet in a dark light. And uh, and um, and in that respect is is the that's what's the problem is and uh, the movie offends Islamic teaching and quote feelings of the faithful <laughs> again with this feelings again crap. with the feelings fuck your feelings yeah we don't care about your feelings I mean Sony Pictures has spent a lot of money on Paramount this thing. Paramount has spent a lot of money on this thing <laughs> so fuck your feelings yeah that's money at stake. <laughs> There is money involved, people. Your feelings don't come into play. Uh, vote with your wallet. Don't just don't go. Well, look, those countries are right. There's the entire countries voting with their wallet. Yeah. I'll bet you anything. There are people from those countries who invested in it. You know there are. A lot of Hollywood money comes out of the Middle East You're right. right now. You're right. So. There that you go. would be funny to find out. <laughs> you, people on the inside backdooring, like yeah. doing doing backdoor lobbying to get the movie into the country. Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> you should probably allow it. Let the people think for themselves. Uh, it will be okay. Yeah. Well, uh, are you kind of done with your stuff? Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't do really have much, to be honest. Um, okay. W- w- more the direction that I went with the whole thing was to. I kind of wanted to see what some critics were saying. Mm. leading up to the movie sure a lot of people have a a little sneak peek yeah most of the critics uh, haven't released their 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 reviews reviews yet yet. and uh, so all all i have on metacritic.com that's the one i like um is uh uh there's a review from the hollywood reporter uh there's one from variety and one from IndieWire. Mm. excuse me um, Hollywood Reporter and uh, Variety both were positive reviews, oh. and IndieWire was a little mixed. Uh, they they had some uh, uh, some problems. With oh, that. oh. Um, uh, they say that it's uh, one of the problems that they point out is that it's constantly tethered to a dull melodramatic series of events out of which out of whack with any traditional interpretation of the material. Mm. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Or not interesting, weird place to go. Yeah. Um uh so yeah, the his headline on that one says um uh, uh Darren Aronofsky's Noah is a biblical mess. <laughs> Ooh. But 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 that's what makes it worth talking about. Oh. Um so uh yeah. Um and uh I, I read through the most positive, which uh was from the Hollywood reporter uh-huh. and had a nice synopsis of the film and was, there's some interesting things aronofsky um some of the liberties that he took um were uh the creation of this uh sort of villain character uh. um uh, who's a descendant of cain right sure and uh who ends up being also a stowaway at one point oh. on, on the actual arc spoiler alert but so Aronofsky clearly knew that one of the biggest problems with the whole Noah thing and the big ship thing right. was that if it's just Noah and 
his kids. And his boys. How do they build the damn thing? Right. Right. And so he, Aronofsky, came up with this whole thing that uh, giants helped him build the boat. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. They're going to be giants? There's going to be giants. Oh, I'm delighted. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. Oh, I am happy. Oh, this is going to turn in. Like this that. is going to be another one of those movies that I just turn to again and again because I love a good stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. We we will turn it we will turn this into a drinking game. Okay. We're going to turn we will oh, we should take boozy to the we'll, movie. We'll, cre- we'll create yeah. the thank god I'm atheist Noah drinking game for you guys. <laughs> and then you can play it at home. Every time X or Y happens. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um some of the other what were some of the other uh things that he kind of uh well there he, there's this whole like the, I mean this is like a classic uh it's actually um, sort of a swords and sandals oh. movie, right? Uh-huh. There, there's like right. there are fight scenes. Sure, there's like the towns, the angry townspeople who want on the boat. Right, they're right? coming. They're coming after you. And they're Noah. all they're all descendants of Cain. These people, <laughs> oh, right? Because they're right? bad. Because Noah is the last righteous man on earth. The the only one, and he has a very close relationship with someone that he calls the creator mm. uh, and never calls God. Oh. The word God apparently is, at, at a certain point in the film, you go, oh, wait a second. It's conspicuously missing? never used the word God. Huh. That's interesting to me. That is interesting. Um, but... You know, whatever. So, so uh, he goes about talking about this creator. He has like these. Cr- of course, it's Darren Aronofsky. So, there's like crazy vision sequences, right? Mm. That 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 kind of he has to interpret to figure out like that he needs to build this boat, right? And collect up all the animals. And apparently, the animals he doesn't actually go and collect out the animals. The animals just show up. They just come. They show up on cue. They all get into the boat <laughs> and promptly fall asleep. For forty days and forty nights, or however uh, long, there's it is. an indeterminate, indeterminate number of days that they're out at the sure. The, 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 the script seems unclear as to how many days they're out. There. Well, I'll tell you what; it's enough days for the entire world to be drowned. Yeah, well, and it's a nice solution to a really sticky problem, which is, <laughs> uh, wouldn't these things just start eating each other? Right. Yeah. So, Not so if he, they're sleepy time. They just go to sleep. They just, oh. and they don't poop, and they don't eat. Uh, you can poo in your sleep. Oh, do you have a story you need to tell us? <laughs> Shut up. I fortunately uh, have never uh, pooped in my sleep. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, me neither. Because that 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 seems like that seems a problem. It seems difficult. Yeah, you've got to like in that position. You'd have to be pushing pretty hard. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. I know. I know. It's, I brought it up. It's my the, fault. The logistics of pooing in bed <laughs> actually seem difficult to me. I don't know. I saw I saw train spotting. I know it can happen. Yeah. That was I a know. documentary, right? <laughs> anyway, um Oh, by, by the way, I was looking for this uh-huh. for that article on on uh, lds.org that I was referencing because I felt bad about referencing it without having it in front of me, but I couldn't find it. 
But what I did find was a was a reminder of one of the fun here so I'm going to leave you guys with a fun fact about Mormons and Noah. Oh, okay. Uh we've talked before about the fact that Adam in the pre-existence oh yeah wasn't Adam, right, but was Michael. Michael, the archangel Michael. Right. Guess who Noah was? Do you know that Noah was somebody else too? Oh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Really? Noah is Gabriel. Really? Yeah. There you go. So after he died, he went on to tell Mary uh, that she was going to get preggers uh, from God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear to God. <sighs> Joseph Smith and Brigham Young said the dumbest things. Joseph Smith. Was that Joseph Smith? That, that, was, Joseph that, Smith. that was Joseph Smith. That dude <sighs> was high. That dude somehow got high why was he just just going around just mixing shit up <laughs> like at a certain point that's gotta you gotta know that's gonna cause problems for you he must he he had no clue he had no clue he had mm. followers he had no clue that it was gonna turn into some right he just crazy thought, thing he just thought i'll just keep saying shit until they turn their, until they turn on me imagine having like hundreds of people thousands of people at one point in his life right yeah like how many mormons were there when when joseph smith died fuck if i know had to be thousands yeah yeah oh right. definitely thousands imagine having thousands of people who just like hang on your every word yeah <laughs> well we do <gasps> our listeners and a little different they're, we they can't would, just make we can't make up <laughs> we shit can't just make things up no 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 that's true our listeners are more discerning. So I <laughs> think God I think we've got better listeners than Joseph Smith had. Yeah. Good job, you guys. <laughs> well done. Way to go, skeptics. Huh. We like it. But I mean, Joseph Smith's uh his little group of people. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I people we, who, who like we, we, yeah. We can't be too hard on them. We used to be some of them. Part of our dealio. Yeah, we were children who were indoctrinated into it. That's different, Dan. Well, people in our in our past were not children who were indoctrinated it, into it. Your parents, yeah, my yeah, ancestors. I know. I know. People I respect choose to join every day. So there you go. I just don't get it. Me neither. Well, if you have any insights into the movie Noah... Or if you have any insights oh, into why anyone would share. join one of these damn churches, <laughs> please share with us. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah, we'd love to hear your voice. Uh, you can also just interact with each other and us and everybody on the Facebook page run by Mackenzie. That's facebook.com slash Atheist. Yeah, and thank you, Mackenzie, for all your help. We sure appreciate it. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. I uh, love all of you guys. Have some fun out there in springtime. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>